I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, everyone, and welcome to History Dweebs. I am Tim. I'm here with my good friend, Charles. Charles, are you there? I'm here, Timmy. And uh, my other good friend, Brandy. Are you there, Brandy? I am. Hi. Hi. So, Are you, are you sober, Brandy? No. No, I'm not. Okay. Thank you, though, so, for asking. <laughs> all right. Well, we, we wouldn't have it any other way. Welcome to the podcast where we take a lighthearted look at the dark side of history. And today, the uh, topic of this episode is Possessed, the real story behind the exorcist and if you're wondering why we're talking about the exorcist in november well it's because we did not get to record our halloween episode before halloween your thoughts why, on Timmy? that brandy well wh- i wonder why not what could it have been well let's just let's don't point blame let's just say that it didn't happen because one of our members did not show up to record well, I and was. We will, you know, well, I we will let pointing it. a finger. When you're pointing a finger, you got four fingers pointing back at you. Remember that. Not if you only yeah. have one finger. Yeah, they both are very good points, and we'll just we'll just leave it at that, and let our audience decide uh, the guilty party because I think they have a lot of insight, and they realize that uh, Brandy drinks, Colonel, and sometimes. They do. Uh, she is not um, conscious to, enough to. Uh, per- Sometimes she down at Andy Griffith's jail. She like Otis, you know, reaching around. Hold on, self. Oh, I got a report. Yeah, I was here last week, ready to roll. This is all hearsay. All, it's as, all hearsay. There's nothing that can be proven. Was Timmy? So I don't, I don't understand, but that's okay because. Again, for those of you that listen to the live show, you know how this process works, and Sounds like we can all figure me, out devil. who it was to blame. What? Sounds like fake news to me, devil. I'm sure it does sound like fake news to you, or all news to you that we recorded at the same time on Sunday, like we do every Sunday. I mean, that's that has to be startling news for you. Sometimes it is, yes. Yes, clearly. <laughs> Anyway, what we doing? We're going to talk about the Exorcist, the story, the true story behind the Exorcist. It was based upon a uh, real, well, supposedly real demonic possession. Of course, it's something you're very familiar with, Brandy. Um, Uh, Yes, being 
being a case of a failed exorcism yourself, uh, so you might know a little bit about this. And there's a lot of uh, strange uh, happenstance uh, surrounding the movie. Uh, we're going to talk about, talk about that. Well, including a serial killer who uh, worked as an extra in the movie. Brandy, your thoughts on that? Perfect. Let's rock and roll. All right. Well, before we do, let me go through our introductions. I would like to introduce a woman who is known throughout the land as Brandy the Benevolent. She is known for her generosity of spirit and whatever else. Yeah, I wrote some things yeah. down that were not true. But you got that one wrong, Timmy. Well, wow. Go ahead. Wow. The very lovely Queen Brandy the First. How are you today, Brandy, if at all? Well, Timmy, you know, we set our clocks back an hour. Yes. We set our clocks back an hour this morning. For daylight savings time. Or, A yeah, crucial the, effort for, in the war effort. Yeah, so for whatever reason we did that. And so, whereas... Except we're not at war. right now, then? Hold on. What the fuck time is it? It is 10.13. But it's actually okay. eleven thirteen. Uh, if it was yesterday, okay. Yes, I'm with you. But we got to get Noah's, those crops in. Noah's internal clock evidently does not follow daylight savings time. Was and he up so a bit we early? Were, we were up at five fifteen this morning, so pretty pumped about that. And we had trick or treat. Yes, which how did that go? God awful. Because what did uh, how did what costume did Noah wear? Well, Noah wanted to go as Chucky. Uh, oh, so he that's yeah, cool. I know. Uh huh. So the Colonel Chucky, no. Chucky Cheese. A There's a lot of Chuckies, Brandy. You have to specify yeah. Chucky the the doll from Child's Play, which is okay. fine. We bought him the costume, and then he couldn't see out of the eyes, so we had to make adjustments. He ended up just looking like a lumberjack, but. Nobody would know because it was so fragging cold and it was raining. So we had, you know, everybody had to be bundled up. Like, I mean, it was just. Yeah, you had to, you had to have a snowsuit on over your costume. You did. Oh, my God. And we were out, you know, riding in the golf cart. So it just meant that this sleet hit you in the face faster. Did he so it obtain was just, lots of candy? It was miserable. Well, yeah, he obtained a ton of candy because everybody in my parents' neighborhood overbuys. And then, you know, especially when it's bad out, they know they're not going to hand it all out. So they just they just throw candy at you. They give you generous portions. Oh, gosh, yeah. Got full-size candy bars all over the place in here. So, yeah, I mean, it was, yeah, it was I very... I didn't have any kids come to my place. Well, because it was cold. I mean, it was a lucrative Halloween for him, but Jesus, God... I would have bought well, him Timmy, a box of candy. We should, we should have Halloween trick or treat in July. We really Timmy, should. Your house is pretty fortified too. There's not many people that actually reach your front door. Well, this is true. I, you know, the electric uh, fence does tend to uh, keep people away. But you know, after the first kid is electrocuted, then they tend to. Sometimes leave him stuck to that fence there. Yeah, well, you got to leave him stuck as a warning. The war- a warning you know. to others, Brandy. Well, but you this podcast—I like to think this podcast anyway. is a warning to others, not to go into podcasting. <laughs> you know I, that morning, Halloween morning, just to tell people how it could be in Cincinnati. 
I came into work and I thought this will be a good day for Halloween. It was 65 degrees that morning and sunny. It was amazing. By evening, when the kids had to go out, it was 35 degrees and rainy. Sleeting. Yeah. So it was It was sleeting. sleeting. Yeah. Not that I have any sympathy for those poor little mooching bastards come to my house like trick or treat. Trick or treat what? Trick or treat what? What are you going to do? What kind of trick you got if I don't give you a treat? Did your house get egged? Extortion is what it is. Did it's your house extortion. get egged? That's all I want to know. Extortion. No, no, I gave. It, I mean, it is extortion. It's like you give me something, I'm gonna do something nasty to you. Are you gonna get? So tricked? I just ask him, what are you gonna do? It's kind of like marriage, bastard? Colonel. <laughs> it is. It's very much like marriage. Good lord. Well. Well, Brandy, I'm sorry that Noah did not uh, have a. Uh, Noah warm. had a great time. No, well, he Noah had a great candy. time. Yeah, he, he got gets lots of candy. Sugar high. He doesn't eat the candy. That's oh, the tricky is, part. What does he do? Uh, so with, you had a great time. It's all about the haul for him. Well, no, because then the generous little shit went over to my mom and dad's and took his Halloween bucket, which, by the way, Jacob bought him a Halloween bucket, and this thing is huge. Like, it is the size of, like, two or three regular uh, Halloween buckets. Mm-hmm. Pumpkin heads. And he took that over there and, like, gave all his candy to my parents and my uncle and his girlfriend. Gave, like, tons of candy to them. He comes home with, like, I don't know, some fucking gummy bullshit, not candy. The fuck is that? So, yeah, no. We did all of that for him to just give his candy away. It was bullshit. Well, well, that's good because I, I had always noticed that around Halloween, although I did not trick-or-treat, I would usually gain four or five pounds after Halloween. Well, Chuck, you and I have our own thing going right now. <laughs> we do. We, Me and the devil are stress-eating right now. <laughs> so yeah, are. you guys, you guys so are stupid. under stress. You have it's very so ridiculous. See, you know. It's so ridiculous. You're under a I lot of stress at work. I went over to the store work. and bought, like, $10 worth of cheese crackers and cookies the other day. <laughs> to the dollar store. At the dollar store, yeah. That's a lot of goddamn cookies from the dollar store. Oh, my God. You guys seem so tense at work. I walk by your offices, and you're just working so hard. I, it makes me feel bad for you. It really does. Well, and then you go back down to your office and watch YouTube until your eyes bleed. Well... But, you know, that's the advantage of retiring soon. People don't expect a lot from you because they figure you're just, like, coasting and, you know, at some point you're going to leave and they just wait for you to leave. Ah. You should retire. I really, I really think you both should announce your retirement. It does wonders. I'm about ready to move to one of those little places in Italy where you can buy a house for a dollar. You can't? Go yeah, but you have, you have to speak Italian. You have to you fix it up. No, you don't. You don't have to speak Italian. And you know what? I talked to Leanne, and I am not believing anything that comes out of your face again about you can't move to England. They won't let you move there because they have such high unemployment, and you can't get a job there. Blah, 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 blah. Well, you really can't. Leanne because says you you're full of shit. You cannot get a job at the Stonehenge. They don't need you. Well, I could they, have. They require they someone who has rock experience. They, they no. need it today. I work with they the two of you. Those rocks back an hour, Timmy. I've you got rock experience. <laughs> I work with the two of you. Hmm. Yeah, I. You can't escape your troubles, Brandy. Edge. If you I move to England, you'll have edge. troubles in England. The problem is internal, Brandy. Right, Colonel? It is internal. Oh, whatever. 
Speaking of internal, let's let's talk about the exorcist after I introduce a man who really needs. Didn't you? (laughs) You didn't give a warning to me, and I gotta I gotta say first, I got some emails last week because I said take your Quaker ass on out of here. Uh, Okay, let let me let me give our warning. Our warning is we're an adult. Uh, comedy podcasts. We use adult language, and if that offends you, then fuck you. <laughs> what was your That's email? All. What did your email say, Colonel? Well, let me I introduce you, and then you can go through that. Um, the man who needs no introduction, Brandy, a man who is known as an oasis in the desert of spear. If Brand- I know Brandy, one. if hmm. if human beings were candy at Halloween. He would be a Clark's bar. A man who is known. He would be a Clark bar. He would be. No, he'd be circus peanuts. Do they even make Clark bars anymore? Yes. You can get it kind of Amazon. falls apart as soon as you open them. They just. Ugh, well, so, so maybe Chuck would be a Clark bar. It just kind of falls I'd be apart. But a finger, Timmy. A butterfinger. The, the very honorable, the Colonel Charles Beauregard Hawk Waters the Third, affectionately known as the Southern Gentleman. How are you today, Colonel? If at all. If I'm at all. I'm not good, Timmy. I'm not good. What's your own, Colonel? Oh, well, good. I got a number of things. First of all, I got apparently I got the Quakers all worked up on my last on the last show. I don't even yeah, remember you saying something. See, I don't even hear when you during the berate people thing. I told them if you don't like adult language, just get your Quaker ass out. Oh uh, yeah, I do. And my question that. is, if you're a real Quaker, how are you listening to the goddamn podcast? So you had a I lot mean, of Quakers writing you this past week. I did. The they were emailing out there, Timmy, and texting in you, Pennsylvania. Texting me? We yeah, are popular I mean, in Pennsylvania, Brandy. Oh, well. They so, but I thought him. they was all, you know, didn't have technology, but apparently there's this liberal group of conservatives that have kind of gone <laughs> Liberal group the, of know, conservatives? <laughs> You're such yeah, a Yeah, there's the orthodox conservatives and the conservative Quakers and whatever, but... What is this word sound? Nothing worse than a bunch yeah. of liberal conservatives, Brandy. Oh, I mean, I'm sorry. Sake. They got liberal, liberal Quakers, and so they're conservative so you're Orthodox saying, Quakers. See. So these are Reformed Quakers, is what you're saying? Reformed Quakers, Timmy, and and they was all up in my ass. Um, I just told them go make some oats and leave me the fuck alone. Make some oats. The other problem I got, you know what I found out, Timmy? What did you find out? What I realized the other day. What's that? I'm sitting at home all by myself, Timmy, on my computer web. When most it was probably Sunday at ten o'clock when he was supposed to be recording. Yeah, when most normal men should be on Pornhub. Yes, looking up midgets. Right? Do you think they got Quaker porn? I'm sure they do. I'm going to find out. But they can't film it. They just have to act it out. (laughs) They just have to make drawings. (laughs) So anyway, Colonel, go ahead. I was looking at. Cable knit sweaters for a five pound dog, Timmy. Oh yeah, one of those people. Timmy. is very well dressed, Brandy. He's dappled, Timmy. He's better dressed Quite than Chuck. <laughs> he is. Yeah. <laughs> I actually spend more time picking out Bo's outfits than I do my own. But I he don't know he looks like about you. <laughs> he looked like his sweater weighed about five times more than he does. <laughs> yeah, he well, looks miserable. He, 
He looks like, why are you dressing me up in this bullshit? No, he always he always looks miserable. That's the look he has on his face all the time. He's got two two looks. One is well, if he's sleeping, he looks pretty cute. But if he's awake, it's either holy shit, the world's about to end, or I'm just pretty goddamn miserable. So that's just look. So he has on his for face. those who are not members, he has sweaters on him. No, he likes the sweaters, though. I do, he, he doesn't look like he likes the sweaters. sweaters. He doesn't those look who like he not, likes them at all. Those who are not members of our uh, Facebook group, History to Use the Podcast, uh, might not know. But you, you take uh, pictures of Bo wearing his clothing, and you post them for comment. And um, he gets a, a lot of people like Bo. But they do. Uh, they, they question his... Um, Fashion sense? Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, Well, I don't know if it's his fashion sense necessarily, but whoever's buying his clothing. Is that you or the Mrs. Colonel? Oh, Um, it's him. It's so him. The cable knit sweater is me, Timmy. I see. And the Broncos, Bo got him a little Broncos jersey. So he he can hang out with Rudy when me and Rudy are wearing our Broncos jersey. And But, but see, the thing I realized was is that I... Most normal men, Timmy, will be looking at porn on their computer if they had idle time. Right. But I was looking on Amazon for dog sweaters, Timmy. I got him a doggy raincoat. I got him a doggy down-filled jacket for See. when it's really cold. Is this I mean, part I of your... I don't know what to do with that. Is this part I of become your... become one of those people. Is this part of your election campaign to come across as a caring pet owner to win Bo is going to be my checkers, Timmy. I see. He's going to be checker my checkers. Spe- like your checker speech. I see. Yeah. Well, uh, have you no shame? Have you no shame? Mock you will not return Bo. And do you know who does, who mocks my, my dog quite a bit, Timmy? Who is that? Who people, who, who, okay, when you go through our group and you think, oh, she's one of the nicest, sweetest people on the Karen group. Karen probably does. Goddamn right. Karen Michelle, yes. we're calling you uh, out right here. Your co-host of Spy Stories. She mocks that dog constantly, Timmy. No, she mocks you. She mocks him. Well, she, she questions his you. doghood, I think, Brandy, because he is not well, the most masculine-looking dog, especially in his... Because evidently his dad won't let him. Cardigan sweaters. I mean, get the, kid, get the dog a leather jacket with, like, skull and crossbones on the back. Come on. Well, he's got a skull and crossbones collar, so. Well, that's not helpful. Yeah, that, it, well, it loses something when you put a cable knit sweater on him. <laughs> I wear cable knit sweaters. Yeah, I'm sure you do. To me. Hmm. Oh, let's not, talk about the exorcist. Well, other than that, I'm fine, Timmy. Okay, uh, Colonel. Well, we would encourage those who have not joined our Facebook group, History of the Podcast, to do so, and then they can see pictures of the. Dapper looking bow. Some say feminine looking bow. Others say dapper. Yeah, and and Rudy, of course, who supports this podcast uh, with his Patreon donations. So we like Rudy, Brandy. Okay. Let's talk about The Exorcist, shall we? That's why people call. That's why people tune into this nonsense to learn about The Exorcist and. Well, well we're it. only 18 minutes in. We might as well start the story. I mean, yeah, we should do that. 
The Exorcist, of course, is a uh, 1973 supernatural horror horror film, Brandy, adapted yes. by William Peter Blatty. That's a funny name. <sighs> from his 1971 novel uh, called The Exorcist. The book and movie tell this, tells the story of a dynamic, demonic a possession <laughs> of a 12-year-old girl named Reagan and her mother's attempt to rescue her through an exorcism conducted by two Catholic priests. The role of Reagan, uh, the 12-year-old girl, was played by actress Linda Blair, and it launched her career in film. She still did it, in though. Film. Did it, though. Yeah, because she, uh, yeah, well, she was she, in that. She did, a, she did a lot of Cinemax movies to me. She did uh, yes, of, she did. Soft porn after let's that. Let's not yeah. say, let's, yeah, let's not call her career launched. Like, that's what she's known for. It's hard when you've peaked at 12, isn't it, Chuck? When you've peaked well, at 12. She started know. in that movie where uh, she took a broomstick, mm, you know. You know what I'm talking about there? Chuck Brandy doesn't because, you know, she's not she in tune. She took a crucifix. To pop. Yeah. No, no, no. The movie where no. she was oh, not, yeah. in the exorcist. In the reform, a movie. reform school and... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Anyway, Linda Blair, um, yeah, that launched her career. She Basically, she became the Sonya Hard, Tanya Harding, uh, not Sonya, Tanya Harding of uh, actresses, Timmy. I think she's a lesbian, isn't she? Linda Blair. Not that that Linda matters, Blair? but it's kind of hot. Anissa, Anissa Jones, of course, who we, we did a podcast on. Play, who played Buffy in the TV series A Family Affair was the was originally considered for the role of Reagan. So, yeah, her life may have turned out different, Brandy, had she got that role. But like the I book, the film was critically acclaimed. It became a hit, and at the time set records at the box office. I remember people would, there was always stories of people having heart attacks at this movie and vomiting at the movie and running out yeah. in horror and stuff. I think a lot of that was just uh, publicity, you know, for the movie. But um, it was it created quite the sensation when it came out, Brandy, back in 1973 when you were pushing 40. Nope. You know, what? my mother... Well, you know, to you me... Know, my mom if, was pregnant with you, me, and she went to go see this movie and had to leave because I wouldn't... That makes sense. That I wouldn't sense. sit still. Oh. Some of the pieces are falling into place yeah. now. Brandy's mama was pregnant. With <laughs> Getting her a little too to close to home, huh, Brandy? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. What you may not realize, Brandy, is that the book and movie was based on true story of demonic possession. Did you know that, Brandy? All right. Well, if you'd read the script beforehand, you would have. Is that Percocets I hear rattling in the background? Yeah, it's either that or certs. Maybe. Why don't you just not worry about what I'm doing? Why don't you just continue with your butchering of this story? Thank you, Brandy. <laughs> the, true, the true story of the Exorcist begins in late 1940s, when Brandy was a young girl, in suburban oh Washington, D.C., Brandy, with a family known as by the last name of Hunkler. Hunkler. That's a funny last name, don't you think, Brandy? You and your funny last names, Hunkler. Yes, it is a funny last name. They're thirteen. I don't see this anywhere in the script. They're th Hunkler. It's on page one, one of yeah. the script. Okay, under the I real story. Lost. Yeah. Okay. 
Oh, for follow along sake. at home. They're 13 year. Mm-hmm. Is he is he reading the same script we are? I don't know. What what is your title of your script, Colonel? Oh, never mind. I'm on Brandy's page. Never mind. Go ahead. Perfect. Go ahead, Jimmy. Continue. Their 13-year-old, uh, the Hunkler, is a family that uh, this story is based on. Their 13-year-old boy named Ronald. Now, here's a little, here's a little twist here, uh, Colonel. Their son, the real guy, was named Ronald. And the fictitious person, the little girl in the movie, was named Reagan. Isn't that weird? And this is that a, is weird. This is, of course, long before Ronald Reagan was president. We don't think there's any association, Brandy. I'm just pointing that out. I'm just saying that it's a coincidence. But anyway. Yes, it is. No, and I don't think that this means that Reagan was was possessed by demons. No, no, no. I'm just it's saying possessed that by Alzheimer's. A, we're not implying that. No, this is a coincidence, an odd coincidence. Mm-hmm. The 13-year-old boy named Ronald, and was la- he was later referred to by the pseudonym of Ronald Doe. Roland. Roland so they Doe, kept his correct. anonymity. Yeah. How, now, rolling dough, you get it? It's some kind of joke to die. We're just rolling in dough. Nice. It was a joke to Dr. Roland Doe. I see. Yeah, I wonder why they did that. Anyway, Roland was born into a German Lutheran family. During the 1940s, the family lived in Cottage City, Maryland. Brandy, you ever been to Cottage City, Maryland? I have not. I've been there. Have you, Colonel? Of you have. What is kind of place is it? It's too close Cottage to Maine. City. Uh, they got a lot of cheese. It is nowhere close like to it. Maine. But go ahead, Colonel. It's it's too close a to Maine. A lot of cheese. Neither one of you would like it. It's got a lot of cheese, which excludes Timmy and Devil. It's got a lot of little houses. You wouldn't like it either. Well, I've been cottages. in some really low. Uh, I've been in some really poor and um, mm, how should I say? It's not so nice strip clubs. Where it was cottage, sea, uh, cottage Cheese City, if you know what I mean, Colonel. <laughs> I do know what you mean, Timmy. Really? I do know what you mean. Jesus. Yeah. Roland was an only child. and the, look like golf balls. Big stop ass golf it. Balls. Roland was the only child and dependent. Well, of course, if you have one kid and they're possessed, you tend to kind of cut it off right there. Let's <laughs> yeah. stop it here. <laughs> it's a, Although we didn't. So. <laughs> right, Brandy. Do you have any younger brothers and sisters? You do, don't you? So your family didn't learn their lesson. Roland uh, was uh, was an only child and depended upon adults in his household for playmates. Uh, Brandy, your thoughts on that? Yeah, that sucks. I have I have an only child in this house that depends on the adults for to be his playmates, and it sucks bad. Primarily, can we, uh, can we really call them adults, Devil? No, actually, not at all. Okay. We're just right. we're just faking it. Primarily, it was his aunt Harriet. Uh, his aunt was a spiritualist, uh, Colonel. Uh, and of course, you, as a man of God, would not. Uh, you probably don't recognize uh, spiritualists. I disavow spiritualists to me. And uh, she introduced Roland to the Ouija board, Brandy. When he expressed oh. an interest in it, nothing good. Nothing good playground. is in the Ouija board, Brandy. No, there's nothing good in the Ouija board. You no. know, I bet when Stephanie, Brandy, and Stephanie go to their cabin in the woods, Colonel, I bet they get mm-hmm. out the Ouija board. Hell no. Yeah, 
They step off their brooms, get on the Ouija board. Mm-hmm. I'm not it's risking like that just, shit. Conjure oh. up evil things. It's you know, no. getting on a Ouija board is what uh, Brandy refers to as getting going online. It's just like <laughs> yeah, that's true to me. <laughs> How long have you been sitting on that one? <laughs> I just thought of it amazingly enough. That was no, a good one. <laughs> I would not break out a Ouija board out at that cabin because all I have is a hammer out there to defend us with. So no. Why there's... don't you take a shotgun out there? I've asked you a hundred times. Well, several reasons. Uh, the biggest one is that I don't have a shotgun. So, Leanne and I, have you, have you ever seen uh, the movie on Netflix, uh, 1922? It's, uh, no. Leanne oh, and I watched I've it last it. night. Yeah, it's a Stephen I've King. I've seen it, but I've not watched it. Yeah, it's good. It's good. We watched it last that, night. Yeah. Sweet. Is that like and Children it, of the Corn? Eh, kind of. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Children of the Corn. We watched... Uh, creepy. Tall grass, people in the tall grass, or something. We watched that a couple weeks ago. It's pretty creepy. Now, I got a question for you about this because this is just a logistical question that always baffles me. When you talk about watching movies, now you got a five hour time difference, right? Correct. Five hours? Yeah. So if you're at home and you say it's 8 p.m., say, Timmy, and you say, let's watch watch a movie. It's 1 o'clock for that poor girl. Wait a minute. Here's the thing. 1 a.m. Maybe well, that's why he leaves work at 1.30, so he can get home and they can watch a movie. Well, here's the thing. I I, I don't know if you know this, but I go to sleep very early because right. I By wake eight. up very early to go to work. And so <sighs> when it's – even though it's, you know, prime time in, you know, England, it's still only like 6 o'clock here. So – Oh, okay. Yeah. And Tim's been home for six hours at that point. So, I mean, he's ready to watch the movie and go I to bed. sleep very early, but uh, this was on a weekend. So, And then when we watched The Children of the Tall Grass or whatever that movie, the name of that movie was, we were together. We were Corn. in Boston. <clears throat> no, not The Children of oh. the Corn. This was a different one. It was a different Stephen King movie. But anyway, 1922, it's pretty good. It's pretty um, scary. So, watch it. Uh, okay. Aunt Harriet died when Ronald was uh, Roland. Ronald, yeah, Ronald Whatever. slash Roland was eleven years old. Brandy, she died. Yeah. Now, despondent over the loss of his beloved Aunt Harriet, Ronald went into a deep depression. Brandy, mm-hmm. he was at, he was unable to sleep and requested to sleep in his parents' bed every single night. At first, his yeah. parents went along with that, uh, his request, but soon told Roland that he was too old to sleep with them, and probably they wanted to have sex. Let's 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 just they wanted to put it all put it on the <clears throat> table, Brandy. Uh, sometimes uh, a man and woman they, they want, want to uh, they want to knock boots, Timmy. Fornicate. They wanna... Your thoughts on that, Brandy? Let's get it on. Gross. <laughs> And now, if, if you are having problems in that department, I would recommend a book that is soon to be released uh, by the colonel. It's not called How to Make Love to a Woman, because that would violate a... I can put that in parentheses below. But yeah, it's going to be... Yeah. It's... it's, it's I mean, there's, there's so many steps, Timmy, in, in, into getting this right. 
Well, and, and men skip over many of them. And women, you don't pay attention when we're doing a, a great deal of them. If there's I 10 talk, steps, Brandy. Renee, she said you still don't have it right. <laughs> Brandy, if there's 10 steps to making love to the woman, most men skip over nine of them. <laughs> yeah. And because they're not informed like the colonel <clears throat> and I. Mm-hmm. And if you did with 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 too many women, devil, with too many women, if you did go through the whole nine steps, you'd be watching Oprah, or Doctor Phil, or something for the first five or six. So, <laughs> so we wouldn't we, even notice what white, you were doing. White cheddar popcorn or some shit. I don't know. Well, here's the problem. So I'm trying to get people synchronized. That seems oddly synchronized. Specific. And and it's it's Oddly. it's not only Brandy. Uh, he, not only is the Colonel doing this for the women folk, because he and for profit, and for profit. But he's also it's also uh, his own self interest because if more men were making love properly, Brandy, woman, it wouldn't put pressure on people like the Colonel and I, who exactly. So hey, it's in our hey, best hey. interest. Hey hey. Can uh-huh. we talk about what happened in early well, January 1949, please? Well, if you can insist. we? If you it's thank just, you. You know, basically, nope, when you're I, the Simone Bowles of lovemaking, what? It puts a lot of pressure on the Simone Bowles of lovemaking. Yeah. I don't. Can does that have anything to do with January 1949? No, no she's I'm, just I'm sorry. Does it? Does it? You said no. Then shut the fuck That's up. Kind of the can we talk about that, January of 1949? It has been handed down to me. The Tiger Woods. Of That's love gross. <laughs> the Tiger Woods. You mean with a golf Very club? Bonds of lovemaking. Oh, you do know what the balls is, right? God, the just, little just amazing, but amazing gymnast. January sort of 1949. The, uh, Let's talk about it. Uh, okay. In early January 1949, it was probably was a cold month. Probably they were in Maryland, Cottage City. Too close to Maine. Shortly after Harriet's death, the death of his, uh, you know, aunt, who turned him on to yes. Satanism, or as we say around the office, you. Brandyism, Ronald began <laughs> to experience some strange things. Brandy, it's called puberty. He heard scratching sounds coming from the floor and walls of his room. You know, a number of cases that we've done here involve scratching sounds in the walls, Timmy. Yeah, it's it's like, it's uh, Exorcism 101. Mm-hmm. De- a demonic possession 101, I should say. Water dripped uh, from pipes in the walls. Well, that just sounds like bad plumbing, Colonel. It does. And scratching in the wall sounds like a vermin-infested house. But The most troubling thing, though, was his mattress would suddenly move. In several cases, dumping Ronald onto the floor. Well, That's just rude. Yeah, that, I don't know if you can explain that away, Colonel. At first... Well, I, now, see, if you get the book, Timmy, if you get the book, How to Properly Make Love to a Woman, mm-hmm. you can actually make the mattress move and sometimes pitch your partner onto the floor in throes of ecstasy. Oh, my God. <clears throat> your thoughts on that, Brandy? Please Stop. Yeah, they just hit the floor, flop around like a fish out of water. <laughs> yeah. It's so like what happened at first? It. <laughs> what happened at first? At first, his parents thought uh, Roland or Ronald 
was Ronald. just yeah, but <laughs> they used that rolling dough. At first, they no, thought Ronald Ronald was just uh, making up stories to sleep with them. Because uh, Colonel uh, guys have been known to make up stories to to sleep with other people. Their parents. They have. They have. I'm getting shipped out in the morning. <laughs> We're not even at war. But soon. I know that. No, but you know what? That was still. I tried that one in high school. Worked quite a number of times, and we weren't even at war. Well, you just can't go after the real smart girls, Timmy. He's got a point, Brandy. You have to admit he has a point. Uh, the top of his head. But soon, Ronald's parents were witnessing these weird happenings themselves, Brandy. How do you explain that? I do not. I'm disturbed. You know, sometimes, sometimes you can just, you don't even have to tell them a story. Sometimes you can just walk up and sing them a song. Oh, women? What? Yeah. Sometimes, <clears throat> yeah. You just walk up and do your best. No, uh, no, I, I got to no, look no. up who sings this. No. Let's no. get it on. It's Marvin Gaye, you fucktard. <clears throat> it's Marvin, Marvin. Gaye. No, stop it. it (laughs) No. Well, sometimes they fall for that, Brandy. Speaking of Marvin Gaye, sometimes I'll say, you know, I'm I'm just getting that feeling. I need sexual healing. Come on, come on. Brandy, now people like like the Colonel's singing. He's very popular with, his singing is very popular with our listeners. So you shouldn't, uh, you shouldn't try to interrupt him when he's singing. I don't feel good. I just tell him, oh, girl, I got that feeling. I need sexual healing. Come on, come on, come Now, on, Colonel, have you on, ever used on. your voice to seduce women before? I mean, just it's such just, an affront to just Marvin like Gaye. I'm guilty, Timmy. I, I, I'm guilty of that. Just like Where did uh, Ronald's Frank, family go for help? Frank Sinatra. Uh, I, I, I oh, they went like, to Frank Sinatra. <laughs> I picture the Colonel like Frank Sinatra. Just Don't you know, picture him blue that eyes. Way. Sad. Luring in uh, women with his voice. Nope. What ha- Where did Ronald's family go for help? Well, I'm glad you asked, Brandy. They sought okay. help from every expert they knew. They consulted doctors, psychiatrists, and their local Lutheran minister. But uh, surprisingly, they, none of them were any help, Brandy. The minister, the minister suggested that they, the family seek the assistance of Jesuits. Now, Father E. Albert It's the family Hughes, of the street. Father E. Albert... Oh, the Jesuits. Yeah, yeah. Jesuits. <laughs> the, have Father E. Albert Hughes, who's a local Catholic priest, he asked his superiors, Brandy, permission to perform an exorcism on the young lad, on Ronald, in late February of 1949. Your thoughts on that, Brandy? Okay. Let's do How, it. However, Father Hughes, Albert Hughes, E. Albert Hughes, yes. I should say, stop the... You never. You know you never see a fat priest, Colonel? You ever noticed that? Yeah, I've seen fat priests. I live in up here in the West He's Side. He's on the West is. Side. Yeah. Crazy yeah. I've never priest. seen a fat priest. Priests live good up here, man. Priests live good. Now, mm. however... It's, they take that vow of poverty. Now, uh, Father Hughes stopped the, uh, the right when Ronald broke off a piece of spring on a mat- mattress 
that he had been uh, strapped down to and lashed the priest across the shoulders. So he was like, fuck it, I'm out. You're on your own family, I guess. Well, sure. Yeah. This old motherfucker crazy. <laughs> so they tried this, you know, this first attempt at this uh, exorcism. A few days later, red scratches appeared on the boy. And one of the scratches formed the word Lewis, which indicated uh, to Ronald's mother that the family needed to go to St. Louis, where the Hunklers had relatives to find a way to save their son. Now, this is a question I have, Colonel. Maybe you can answer it, being a man of God. And Brandy, you mm-hmm. too, being a uh, man, a lady of Satan. Somebody on the other side, yeah. Why do, why do uh, spirits always have to be so uh, cryptic in their messages? Why can't they just come out and say, yo, go to St. Louis? You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. I mean, just get, leave a note. I mean, why? Just show up. Why do they leave it for interpretation, Brandy? Why? Why not just be upfront and clear? Well, because I don't know where she got out that they needed to go to St. Louis. I mean, they could have been saying, "Hey, get Louis down the street to come here." Or well, that's my anything. point. It, it leads. Yeah. it leads up. It leads a lot to interpretation, and she may just been it does. wrong. All right. Yeah, yeah, she might have been. But okay, let's let's continue. Okay. You know, I, I'm, let me throw oh, something in here. Now, my son Taylor, uh-huh. he has this skin condition, and it's uh, it's it like yours. Goddamn amazing! When he gets flare-ups, I had a skin condition too, run... but uh, penicillin cleared it all up. But <laughs> no, oh, does is, he have that through um, his whole body? Oh no, 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 no! I know. I think I know what you're even going to talk about. It's where you can write on his skin. Yes, he yeah. can just put his run his finger over his skin. And it'll raise up as a red welt. Yeah, I can't think of what that's called. Well, write that down, Brandy. I got to look it up. But he will fuck with people like, right, help me on his stomach and then lift up his shirt. I mean, it's crazy. That does sound amazing. And it only happens when he has a flare up, and it's something minor. They don't really worry about it. Are, Are you suggesting that this was the problem with young Roland in 1949? I believe it might have been. Hmm. I believe he just had a little bit of little bit of a skin condition that they didn't treat, and he wanted to go to St. Louis. Mm-hmm. A cousin of the family was attending St. Louis University at the time. Brandy, uh, of course, St. Louis University located in the city of St. Louis. Sure, she put the Hunklers in touch with uh, Father Walter Halloran and Reverend William Bodron. Bodron. Uh, two priests in the uh, uh, St. Louis area. Uh, after consulting with the university president, these two Jesuits agreed to perform an exorcism on young Ronald with the help of several assistants. The men gathered at the residence on Roanoke Drive, Brandy, in early March of 1949. There, uh, there, the exorcist witnessed uh, scratching on the boy's body, and the mattress that he was laying on moved violently, Brandy. These were the same types of things that happened in Maryland when the first exorcism failed. So apparently, it was the boy and not the location, Brandy. 
your thoughts on that? He was 13 years wow, old. You know, I saw that. I imagine that uh, that mattress crunched a little bit when you pushed on it too, Timmy. That's so gross. You know how 13 year olds I want to be. Mm. Okay, a just for the edification of our listeners, dermatographia is the name of that's that. That's it. It's yeah, it's an autoimmune. It's an autoimmune thing. Taylor has that. It's called skin writing. Mm. And you know, people put people that have it will draw these elaborate designs on the skin. And and Taylor Logan told him he's like that's that's the greatest life hack of all. You never have to get another tattoo. That's a good point, Brandy. Again, an amazing, but, amazing story. But then it goes away after a couple after a day or two, and the marks are all gone. But great. Well. Okay. During during the exorcism, uh, Ronald's eyes turned um, blood red, and he started to converse with the priest in Latin, which is a tough language to learn, Brandy. Even though... Ah, qu- quid pro quo. That's good. I've become familiar with that phrase. Even though the 13-year-old had never studied Latin, Brandy. Imagine that. Veritas equitas, Timmy. Veritas and equitas. He, he shook violently and at one point began singing nursery rhymes while rocking back and forth. Brandy, that's pretty creepy. Yes. That is creepy. The boy's behavior was so unnerving that the Reverend Baldwin, Baldwin considered leaving the priesthood. Brandy, your thoughts on that? I don't blame him. I had left it a long time ago. Uh, I think he was just horny, Timmy. <laughs> It's he had a crush that. on one of the people in the thing. The the 13-year-old boy, Ronald, or the priest? Maybe both. Hey, you know, I here's an off-the-topic story, Timmy, but... Uh, oh, imagine that. Imagine. You knew this guy. Imagine that, Brandy. I cannot. I knew this guy. It was a priest and a nun, Timmy. Uh-huh. A priest and a nun, right up here in one of our parishes. They fell in love, and rather than do something illicit, they both... Thought about it and considered it, and I suppose prayed about it. And they both left their positions in the church. Yeah, it happened in my uh, my hometown too. Um, and they got oh, married. So it's not that unusual. And, <laughs> and do you know what happened one year later, Timmy? They got divorced. They won a they won a goddamn lottery, Timmy. Oh, how about that, Brandon? So I guess God was not displeased with them, Timmy. Well, I yeah, it's a sign. No, it's a true story. It's a true story. Yeah, it happened when uh, it happened. Sometimes uh, truth lived, uh, is stranger I, than fiction. I lived across the street from a, a Catholic church when I was growing up, and would, the priest and nuns would come out and play wiffle ball with us, and, and that sort of thing. And uh, a young priest and a young nun eloped, and it was quite the scandal in 1971. And. This was this was kind of scandalous, but it wasn't as scandalous because apparently they just recognized their feelings, talked it over, and decided to just leave the church. I bet they had They're sex. Still very oh religious. my god! I bet they had sex. <clears throat> yeah, but you know, unfortunately, going into the priesthood, they don't. Can I leave this podcast? Come they on! They don't give you. They don't give you the book. You know, my first book, my prima book, how to please a woman. <sighs> mm-hmm. He, of course, he never read that. <clears throat> so he was just kind of fumbling blindly for the first year or so. Oh, Colonel, does every does anyone ever bring up to you how ironic they find it that you are a man of God 
and uh, of course have the uh, Church of the Latter Day Colonel, and mm-hmm. you serve your flock. But yet at the same time, you're writing uh, sex manuals. Is there? Well, it, it falls under under be good to your neighbor, Timmy. I, I see. I see. Um, amid these bizarre happenings, uh, it's my gift. Your gift. See, everybody's got a to gift. To men and women alike. You should find a different yes. gift. Yes, and the Lord wants you to use your gifts however you can. So my gift is, my gift to mankind is this. Now, some people, it's architecture. Some people, it's philosophers. And some people, it, well, like Brandy, I'm trying, I'm, I'm digging deep here and I'm trying to come up with something, but. Um, but like yours, Timmy, it's the prose you write. Thank, yeah, that's, he's, he makes a good point, Brandy. Yeah, and then Brandy's uh, still digging, mm-hmm. still digging, trying to find. Well, me, but, you give uh, us some thought, Colonel. Maybe in an episode. Yeah, or two we'll come back to that. We'll come back to that. Yeah. Amid Please these, don't. amid these bizarre happenings, uh, the priest, according to their reports, noticed a pattern of Ronald's behavior. He was calm and normal during the day. But at night, after settling in for bed, he would exhibit strange behavior, including screaming and wild outbursts. Your thoughts on that, right? You know what? But every kid does that when they go to bed, so that's really not that unusual. Ronald, that sounds like diurnal rhythm, rhythm, rhythmic disorder. I didn't even realize that was a word. But uh, yeah, his circadian rhythms were all jacked up, Timmy. And you know what it's from? What? It's from the goddamn time change, Timmy. So you think that it wasn't time. he was possessed by demons, that it was just he was uh, daylight. He because of the time change? <laughs> yeah, daylight he was savings sleep deprived. Well, that's an uh, interesting, that's an interesting theory, hypothesis. Well, we just gained yeah. an hour, so the sleep deprived really shouldn't be a thing, but okay. I think we lost it on this podcast. Ronald would also enter a trance-like state and start making uh, sounds in a guttural voice. The priest supposedly also saw... Who doesn't do that? (laughs) The priest also supposedly saw mysterious flying objects, Brandy, in the boy's presence and noted that he would react violently when he saw any sacred object... Uh, presented by the attending Jesuits. So like a cross or something, he would lose his shit, apparently. At one point point during this ordeal, which lasted several weeks, uh, one of the priests reportedly saw an axe appear in scratches on Ronald's chest, and the priest believed it was to uh, signify the number 10. You know... So or it could numeral. have just been an X marks the spot kind of thing. Well, yeah, there was treasure underneath that. See, his heart was his treasure, Timmy. Or stake him here. Or stake him here. Yeah, one of the two. It's one of the two. In another okay, incident, ahead. a pitchfork-shaped pattern of red lines moved from what? the boy. A pitchfork-shaped pattern of red lines <laughs> moved from the boy's thigh and snaked down toward his ankle. There's um, a lot of syllables in that word. Pi- that would make a good tattoo, though. Pattern. These types of things happen every <laughs> night for more than a month, and everyone witnessing the, these events believed that Ronald was possessed by ten demons. Oh, that's where the significant... Uh, significant Why, though? Like, what? Okay. Ugh. 
The Good two grief. priests uh, never gave up as they continued the exorcism night after night. On the morning, on the evening, uh, remember that one story we did about the Anne and Elise Nichols? Remember? Yep. Where the priests just like mm-hmm. fucking gave up. And they're like, oh, we're out of here. Fuck we're done. Well, oh, they starved her. <clears throat> yeah. But yeah, but like in one of the, uh, I mean, there were several exorcisms that took place. One of them, the priest just like, eh, I'm done. It was taking too much of his time. On the mm-hmm. evening of March, you have to be committed, Colonel, when you start exorcism on someone. You really do. You're in, you, you can't have to quit be halfway in it. through. You have to be in it to win it, Brandy. Yep. On the evening of March 20th, 1949. They should have brought Joel Osteen in there, Timmy. <laughs> The exorcism reached an unhealthy new level, Colonel. Ronald Ronald urinated (laughs) all over up to this point. (laughs) Right, right. Ronald urinated all over his bed and began shouting and cursing at the priest. And Brandy, that's just that's just poor form if you're cursing at a priest. It is and urinating. Well, and urinating all over yourself. Sure, yeah. Now, Ronald's parents had had enough at this point, Brandy. They took him to the Alexian Brothers Hospital in St. Louis for a more serious treatment. Electroshock therapy. I don't know how much more serious it gets when you got two priests in there. Once you get two priests in there and you decide to whip it out. Maybe you need a rabbi. It's gotten pretty serious. Maybe you need two priests and a rabbi. Nothing worse than a possessed, whizzing teenager colonel it really (laughs) isn't nothing worse finally on april the 18th 1949 a miracle occurred in uh, ronald's room uh at the hospital when it was a monday after easter brandy and ronald woke up with seizures he yelled at the priest saying that satan would always be with him the priest laid holy relics crucifixes, medals, and rosary on the boy. And at 10.45 p.m. that evening, the attending priest called on St. Michael to expel Satan from Ronald's body. Why didn't they just do that before? In the first place, I don't know. They They shouted at Satan, saying that St. Michael would battle him for Ronald's soul. Seven minutes later, Ronald came out of his trance and simply said, he's gone. The boy reaccounted how he had a vision that uh, St. Michael had vanquished vanquished Satan on a great battlefield. Now, there were no more documented instances of strange occurrences and behaviors after that, and Ronald went on to live a completely normal life from from that moment uh, (coughs) forward. Despite so, hold on. I think I think we're on to something here, Timmy. Mm-hmm. Now, do you know where we can get our hands on some of these holy relics, <laughs> crucifixes, medals? And Saint women, Michael, Timmy? if you're listening to the podcast, yeah, we're gonna need you. <laughs> do we make an appointment? Do uh, can we schedule something online? How do we do this? But Saint Michael, you can't Timmy, get enough. Say you can't get enough relics. Hmm. You will never get enough relics for me. Well, yeah, and who's going to hold you? Fucking down? amateurs. Oh, you, you mean, you bite, you spit, you... Ugh. 
Yeah, no one would say, Timmy, that's going to be your job. You hold it down. I'll put the relics, the medals, the rosaries on it. Wait a minute. Here's the question. Scream at Satan. Do you think that Timmy could hold me down? Honestly. Well, somebody's got to take one for the team. Well, I don't feel like you should sacrifice Timmy. I think you underestimate Timmy. Timmy. I think you underestimate Timmy. I think you underestimate me. I I think think we should lure her to Stonehenge on the the prefix of... um, of a, of a job interview. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. And then we push a stone over on her. Wow. Yes, that would hold it down. And then we put the little... We, uh, you, oh, you're not Catholic. You're one of those weird religions, aren't you, devil? What is it? Um, more men? You want more men? You what know is, what? Is that what it was? You're treading water here, bud. You have the religion. You want more men. No. And that's we have a lot of Mormons that answer that listen to this. So let's just not let's not alienate people. Well, How about they, that? They have a just have, Mormons have a good sense of humor. I'm sure that they they yeah. you know it's it's done Mitt, in a good spirit. Mitt Romney's one of the funniest guys I ever met. Who? I mean, he Mitt Romney. Oh, Mitt Romney. You met Mitt Romney? I said, well, you know, I did. Mm. Back he, when I had my battle with Ted Cruz going on, Romney didn't like him either. Uh, he consulted with the colonel on his uh, on his uh, health plan, health care plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when he was All putting right. it up in Massachusetts. Uh, the colonel yeah. suggested more band aids. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> just, just get a little get a little robitussin. Give everybody robitussin. So you, you can't you should underestimate robitussin, Brandy. And no, the power of Robitussin is amazing. So now, no, no one would ever anyway, know. Yeah, no one would ever known of the exorcism of Ronald Doe, except of course the people who were participating in it. If it was, if it did not become, uh, if it wasn't for the true st- the story of the exorcist, if it was not for an article in the Washington Post, which reported on the case in late 1949. So they reported on this case. Uh, and you're going to go into that. And then the uh, the author who wrote the book, uh, Mr. Blatty, uh, would then go on. I'd to love write, to get into that. Right. Love his to. Best-selling uh, novel and yes, uh, potential film, later film. Continue. So the Brandy. case wouldn't make 
The case would make headlines again for more than two decades. That's 20 years. In 1971, an author by the name of William Peter Blatty penned the best-selling novel The Exorcist based on the unofficial diaries kept by Holleran and Bowdern. I think the book I just stayed on the best. Yeah, well, thank you for that. The book stayed on the bestseller list for 54 weeks, and it spawned the hit movie in 1973. The movie took. You many know, I, have you ever its... read the book, oh, The Reincarnation okay. of Peter Proud? I used to. I have. Yeah, I used to read it because it had some dirty parts in it, and it did. Yeah, I had, um, you know, dog-eared those parts, Brandy, and read them frequently. When I was of course she did. Yeah. Continue, Brandon. Sorry. The movie took many liberties with its source material, turning the teenager into a 12-year-old girl named Reagan and not a boy named Ronald. She took off his tallywhacker. They took a lot of liberties. So Uh, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. um, This is a tenuous thing, but instead of Ronald, they used Reagan. And then, Timmy, mm-hmm. now I want you to think this through and think it through hard. Okay. Ten years later, we get a President Ronald and Reagan. Your thoughts on that, Brandy? I don't have any because it's ignorant as fuck and who cares? All right. Oh, yeah. It's ignorant if you don't want to think. But okay. think it Just through. Just continue to look at the shadows, Brandy. Live in the shadows. Yeah, live in the shadows. Don't pull the scales back from your eyes so you can see the real world. Don't worry about that let, man behind the curtain, Brandy. Just continue yeah. live your life. There's Ronald. It's cr- when Chuck's behind the curtain, the it's just creepy. Reagan, just, just, and then, <laughs> then we get a Ronald and a Reagan. Just continue, mm. Brandy, shopping online, shopping at, you know, uh, you know on TV, the, his, uh, the yeah. shopping channel. Home, home Shopping Network. Just continue to take your Percocets. When the Colonel yes. and I stop by the auto parts store every couple of days, buy a quart of oil, and bat your eyes at Lanny. Yeah, just oh, just live yeah. live in the shadows. Continue living in the Gee. shadows. All right. So the movie story, she, also uh, takes Colonel, place. she's a sheep. Oh my God! You had stopped. You stopped fucking talking, and as soon as I talk, you start fucking running your goddamn jib. Shut it. Tuh. Just saying you're a sheep, that's all. I'm just saying, <laughs> zip it. <laughs> Good gravy. The movies... I'm just trying to... Oh, like, fuck off. Devil. We're trying to bring you out of the shadows, Brandy. Don't You can't just look at the shadows on the wall. You've got to look behind you at the fire that are, are casting those shadows. That's all we're trying oh, to do. Oh, Timmy, that was beautiful. That was beautiful. I, well, it's actually Plato, but, you know... <laughs> but you Kirk, did not know that, Chuck. Shut the fuck up. You did not I know, know that. I know Play-Doh inside and out. Inside no, and out. not Play-Doh, Play-Toe. <laughs> Different. What's a, how do you pronounce Play-Doh backwards, Colonel? Play-Doh backwards, that would be <laughs> Otolap. <laughs> Olap. Otolap. Your um, thoughts? That's o- amazing. Your thoughts on that, Brandy? I don't have any. It's fucking stupid. You're fucking ridiculous. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Live in your shadows. That's okay. all I'm saying. Be okay. happy with your, you know, your uh, fifth of whiskey and your Percocet. Oh. I would be if we could get through this goddamn podcast. <laughs> we got, the we've movie got, story. We've got five oh, pages to go. 
Just My say. God. The movie's story also takes place completely in Washington, D.C. and the Georgetown area, which is somewhat nice true life since Ronald, since Ronald was hospitalized for a week in Georgetown in late February of 1949. Although the scratches, shouting, spitting, red lines on the skin, and cursing in the movie mimicked what Ronald had experienced, the boy's head never turned 360 degrees like Reagan's did in the film. Well, they're taking some artistic license. Like the colonel, when he writes his book on how to make love to a woman, he takes some artistic license. He takes some artistic license. He talks about the vagina with teeth. Yes. Similarly, they're under 1% of all vagina have teeth, Brandy. Ronald never vomited green matter during his many tantrums, nor did he use a bloody crucifix to masturbate. But he did following because why? How could he use a, a crucifix to masturbate? I mean, it wouldn't have the same effect. Oh, I'm, I'm, I don't want to. Oh, I don't want to think about that one. <laughs> well, he just he just pl- plunge it through his taint. Yeah. Or in his sack. Here's the important question, Brandy. Did he say your mother sucks cocks in hell? <laughs> <laughs> because that's why people, our listeners, want to know. I, I don't right, know. Right, Colonel. Write that down. Timmy, and, and didn't Plato, and I'm, I'm going to have to go back to this just for the devil because we got to be kind. Didn't he say something about, I don't know, it was it was like, forgive people, forgive the person afraid of the dark. The real tragedy is someone who's afraid to see the light. Google's he, a magnificent thing for you, isn't it? <laughs> he did say no, something just, like that, Colonel. But he yeah, probably said it. And in, he's just spitballing. He probably said it in Greek. He's just spitballing there. <laughs> All right. No, it, it, I'm going to look that one up now. But, Colonel, well, I, I've already I, looked up what, what's your thoughts about this young man uh, masturbating with a crucifix? Because Linda Blair did that in the movie. And we would not, of course, we do not, and we would not want to encourage our listeners to do that. No. No. No, just, unless it was. I don't know. Just how you dug it into his taint. But even oh. in, I mean, any object, Colonel, we don't want people putting any type of object inside of them other than, you know, peni. Other than the microchip the government's already put in. Well, yeah. Well, you, you know, you right. women, I, I would like to, I, I don't know if you address this in your book, uh, Colonel, or not, but, the, you know, there are certain uh, people out there who believe that men will try to implant a microchip in the ladies by when they have, you know, relations. Your thoughts on that? Well, what women don't know, Timmy, and, and this is this is something that now I don't want to discourage you from going to your gynecologist. No. We, 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 most women don't know. We will always, we, we all, will never be anti-pap smear on this podcast, Colonel. Right. We're and, pro and, pap on. smear, Brandy. Here, here it goes, Timmy. I looked it up. Smear that pap as, well, as much child. as you need. Yes, pop it up. Pop it up. Smear away, Brandy. We can easily forgive a child who is afraid of the dark. The real tragedy of life is when Well, women are afraid of the light. Yes, he did say it, devil. He did say it, and he was talking to you. It's like he's speaking to you, Brandy, from, you know, centuries ago. I want you to consider He probably would have said it in Greek, but he's speaking to you, Brandy. Okay. First of all, again, Google's an amazing thing. Let's not act like you came up with that. I did. I remembered it though. However, empty fucking head. Anyway, 
What? Fuck When off. you go to your gynecologist, have you ever considered that maybe they're chipping you when they reach all the way up in there? Brandy, Fuck just off. could you explain, Brandy, to to laymen such as the <clears throat> Colonel and myself, how they actually smear the pap? <laughs> the pap? Yeah. Do they use like a ladle? Do they use one of those? Do you those? know why? Wait a minute. Do uh, is really it a not paintbrush? Wait a do they spray Hold on. I want you to say. I want you hey, to give Neanderthals. us. <laughs> do you really not know what the, what that means? I want Come you. On. I want you to give us a play by play of a pap smear. Would you do that for us? Can we put you? Can we do a live podcast? No, yeah, you can't. live pap. Can we live pap this? We can't. I I will not. Continue, Brandy. I will not. Okay, thank you. Following the exorcism of Ronald Doe. His family moved, or Roland Doe, sorry. I, would, I bet we get more downloads than we get for this shit. His family moved back to the East Coast. Sources say that Ronald found a wife and started a family. He named his first son Michael after the saint believed to have saved his soul. No, if Roland nice is still alive today, huh? That was nice of him. I know. Yeah, if Roland is still alive today, which I don't know why we don't know if he's still alive or not. He would be in his early 80s. Seems like sloppy investigative reporting. Ba- Are you questioning hand, my uh, research? Is that, is that what you're yes. doing? Yes, I did. Bowden, on I the other hand... I believe Roland went into the wind, is what he yeah. did. He, d- he died. Bowden died in 1983 after serving the Catholic Church for decades. Holleran lived until 2005 when he died of cancer. He was the last surviving member of the main team that had performed the exorcism of Ronald Doe. The room in Alexian Brothers Hospital was boarded up and sealed following the exorcism. The entire facility was torn down in 1978. I'm sure one had nothing to do with the other. The house where the family lived in Maryland is now an empty lot after it was abandoned in in the 1960s. As for the cozy house in St. Louis where the exorcism took place... It's, it got sold to new owners in 2005 for $165,000. Perhaps the buyers embraced the property's legendary reputation that claimed that Satan must have lived in an upstairs bedroom. You know, there's nothing worse than having Satan as a tenant. No. But I'm sure you can, plays uh, music you can relate loud to like night. having an office near Satan, Colonel. <laughs> I can. I can. It makes you. It, sometimes I'll just be sitting in my desk, Timmy, and I feel cold, chill. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I feel real sharp pain in my ear. It's just. And and the music. And oh, you know music what else too? they do? They burn right. popcorn in the microwave. Two offices from you, Timmy. That's Let me scary. ask you a question. If I could do that, do you think I would stop with just like a pain in your ear? Don't you think that I would just drive a stake through? I was trying to to not be graphic, Devil. Yeah, we we try to be a very uh, family friendly show, family friendly podcast, Brandy. Yeah. The story of Ronald Hunkler received a new look in the early 1990s. The book Possessed, the true story of an exorcism, author Thomas B. Allen, uh, when the, that book by Thomas B. Allen was released. Didn't after the investigation, 
After the investigation of the facts, the author offered the author offered a conclusion that Ronald was just a deeply disturbed boy. Nothing supernatural about him. How many people Alan, have said that about you, devil? Aside from the boy thing. Just deeply yeah. disturbed. Just Alan have you, concluded, I got a question for you, devil. I got a question for you. And, and you know, our listeners feel like they know us. You know, they, they'd like to know things about us, about our lives, about our histories and whatever. Are we talking about pap smears again? Have you ever been to therapy, devil? Sure. An hour where I can just talk about me uninterrupted? Fucking amazing. Sounds like a boring hour. You know, we could do do history dweebs get to know the devil if you really want to open up and tell us some truths about yourself. But you have to be honest, Brandon. You have to look inside of yourself. You do. I mean, you have to take, you have to get up in the morning and look yourself in the eye in the mirror in the bathroom. Uh, Nobody that listens to this podcast or the two of you is old enough to deal with all of that. So, no, we're not going to do that. Okay, I'm just saying. So, when you went to your therapist. It's the live pap What what did you talk about? Talked about how I have these asshole co-workers that interrupt me constantly and never let me get a full sentence out. And hey, Colonel, you remember that time she had to be taken out on a stretcher? <laughs> <laughs> or by security. <laughs> no, I mean when she was tar- toted off to the hospital. <laughs> she was, she faked, she had all kinds of stuff to do that day. <laughs> she faked fainting and had all kinds of hot firefighters come and pick her up. And then Fuck, from it that was day not. forward... It was not hot firefighters. That was like the getting ready retire. That was a that was a whole crew full of Tims. Oh yeah, just it was the other me... lady that fell down that got the. Oh yeah, no, that's what gave you the idea of falling out because the lady fell down and had these guys uh, did look like strippers when they showed up. I thought they were they just did. gonna tear their uniforms off, and then all of a sudden, two weeks later, <laughs> two weeks later, <laughs> or whatever, the devil's falling out. Hoping for these, uh, you know, and you know, you know how she's lo- hoping for the Chippendales like, to show up. Exactly, they got like the act, like, they passed out, but then all of a sudden you see one eye open up to look around, <laughs> and they close it back up, and uh, the, <laughs> the devil gets a volunteer crew or some shit. I don't know what it was, but these men look like they were all about ten years past retirement. So I'm yeah, sorry you got cheated on that one. Yeah, right? Brandy, oh, here's the here's the, here for that situation right. not to be embarrassing. You really have to die. I mean, if <laughs> if you, you, you if they're going to cart you out, uh, uh, you know, and and in a squad, you really, really have to. You really have to. You can't come back. There's no coming back from that. You have to like die. Okay. You have to do your. Well, duty. first of all, do you know what my favorite thing about that story was though? Is that the three of you, uh, you you two and our boss, couldn't become real people enough to figure out, well, should we send her flowers? Well, I don't know. She's in the emergency room. Maybe she gets checked in. Or maybe if she dies, well, what should we do? Well, I don't know. Well, like, we would have three we would have definitely come sent up with flowers anything. if you died. I mean <laughs> You guys couldn't come up with anything. Like there's no appropriate gift people. for a, a for a trip to the emergency room. But we did. Well, exactly. Devil have a long but I love conversation the fact that about flowers it. were 
I love the fact that flower sending flowers was just bantered around. Like what the fuck? No. And then I needed. I said, Chuck, I wanted. I needed Chuck to come pick me up from the hospital. Do you think you could get a hold of Chuck on the fucking phone? <laughs> no. Couldn't get a hold of Chuck. Couldn't get a hold of Chuck. I finally had to get our boss to come get us, and he drives. He can't drive. You know, God doesn't give with both hands with him, and he's very <laughs> smart. But God, he cannot drive. And I thought we were going to end back. We were going to end up back in the emergency room. Because he almost killed us on the way back to work. I'm just saying, Brandy, so, you got to be pretty. You got to be pretty sure you're going to die before you have them call a squad for you at work. You have to well, commit we were pretty yourself. Pretty sure she was going to die. <laughs> now well, I was, I'm probably violate. This was, this was before the the surgery to repair your your digestive thing, right? Yeah, was, that was when you were having a horrible chest pains. Yes, that's what caused you to get out there. Yeah, because remember, I looked like I was getting ready. To, I looked like I was going. It was you over. You were pretty green at the time. I did not think you were faking it. You played that one well, devil. Thanks. Well, you know, took me a long time to get just that exact skin tone. Yeah. Fucker, idiots. Anyway, Alan concluded. I was already measuring off your office. Yeah. Well, I'm no. glad. I'm, I, I'm glad you didn't die. Thank you. Thank you so much. Appreciate that. Allen concluded that much of the commonly accepted information about this story was based on hearsay and is not documented and was never fact-checked. Allen also concluded that individuals connected to the incident were influenced by their own specializations. To psychiatrist, to psychiatrist uh, Roland Doe suffered from mental illness. To priests, this was a case of demonic possession. To writers and film and video producers, this was a great story to exploit for profit. And to a gynecologist, he had a problem with the – he needed a pap smear. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Needed needed a taint cleaning. Mm -hmm. In short, Alan claims those involved saw what they were trained to see. Never underestimate the value of a dick cleaning, Brandy. (laughs) No. No. Sometimes I take mine to the car wash. (laughs) Each purported to look at the facts, but just the opposite was true. They manipulated the facts and emphasized information that fit their own agendas. Yeah. Now, Chuck, do you want to Timmy, participate? Timmy, I got a question for you, Timmy. Okay. Okay, Colonel. If, that, if on that day the devil would have actually died, who do you think would be doing the podcast with us right now? Uh, we would probably got someone who was, uh, I don't know, good. I was look, searching for a word there, I guess. <laughs> a word, yeah. Brand, Brandy awesome. is very popular with a certain segment of our population, our listeners. Amazing yeah. pros. Uh, the man-haters. Lesbian man-haters. Man, man-haters clubs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, now, we, they do listen. Um, they do listen. They they listen, I think, because they like Brandy and they hate, and they hate men. But, yeah. you know, uh, and we're, we're glad, we're glad that they're listening. Okay, because we are basically the prototype men, Timmy. We we are we are we are. You're basically he man. Or you're basically he man. We are he man. We are he man. And if you're going to have a he man, man haters club, mm-hmm. I mean, we're yeah. your we your target. Well, of course, we're 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 your stereotypical uh, he man, Brandy. Your thoughts on that? Okay. Yeah, I'm ignoring that, Chuck. 
do you want me to take this last page or are you going to actually read it? Oh, I can read it. I, I, I got, to, I've got this words. I got, part. I've got multiple syllable words in that. So yeah, there's yeah, the, the polysyllabic words in here, yeah. devil. And what what that word means is there's there's more than one one syllable. So I'll handle this, devil. I got it. He's got it, don't Randy. Don't you okay. worry your pretty. Don't you worry your pretty little head about this, devil. I got it. He's got it. Now, despite okay. these critiques, now don't interrupt I'm tell him, you some Brandy. weird coincidences. I'm going to tell you about some weird coincidences, and this is going to make you make the hair on the back of your neck stand straight up. Make your now, skin up, crawl, Brandy. Make your skin crawl. Might make you pee a little bit. Pee so, a little despite bit. Despite these critiques, there have been many weird coincidences associated with the Exorcist movie. Hmm. Nine deaths were connected to the film. Nine, Brandy. Nine deaths, including Jack McGowan, who played Burke Dennings. Now, that sounds like a porn name. He died one week after the release of the movie. One week, Brandy. Hmm. A night watchman died on the set as well. Night watchman. A special effects expert died. Linda Blair's grandfather, Max von Sydow's brother, died on the first day of shooting. Also while filming. He did what on the first day of shooting? He died. died. Well, it doesn't say that. Well, I've heard it. You assumed. Well, me and Timmy, we got this psychic vibe going on. He doesn't even have to. If he wouldn't even have written this down, I would have known it. It's an energy, Brandy. It's hard to explain. Mm-hmm. Now, also while filming, the son of Jason Miller, who played Father Damien Karras, was killed when a motorcycle hit him. Hit by a motorcycle, actress, Brandy. Actress Mercedes McCambridge, who played the demonic voice of Pazuzu. Pazuzu. Well, that's, let's, call, let's call the devil Pazuzu from now on. Well, you know, that's, was the victim that's one of, her of a things. horrific tragedy. When her son murdered his wife and children before taking his own life. How do you explain that, Brandy? <clears throat> well, yeah. let me just say that I'm looking at a picture of Jack McGowan because I couldn't place him. And, you know, he died a week after the release of the movie. He was 112 Well, in the picture okay. that I'm looking at. But he could have died. Oh, at, well, there was 112 set. years before that movie came out. He was fine. Exactly. And yeah, no. for 112 years no, he no, was no. good. Then all he of a sudden was the film comes out. And now, hold on, I got more. Like, yeah, while he was on really the set, old. Ellen Burstyn, who played Reagan's mother, suffered a permanent spinal injury during a stunt gone wrong while oh, shooting no. a scene where Reagan throws her from the bed. Oh, that's not good. That Brandon. was her real scream of pain used in the film. It's like one of those. Uh, it's like Apocalypse Now when when uh, like Martin acting. Sheen cut his hand. Yeah. But, you know, with that spinal set, injury, you know, that's sad. But she get the Percocet, Brandy. She did get the Percocet. Mm-hmm. She's still taking them. Mm-hmm. Now, the entire set for the McNeil home caught fire and burned down, delaying filming for six weeks. How do you explain that, Reagan's Brandy? bedroom... Reagan's demonic bedroom where Satan was abiding... Meanwhile, remain untouched. Your thoughts on that, Brandy? It happens. 
during the film's Rome premiere. Now, you know, that's in Italy. Rome is the heart of exorcism, right in the Vatican. Yeah, it's in Italy. During the premiere, lightning struck a 400-year-old cross atop a 16th-century church. But probably the most disturbing aspect of the movie is that one of the film's extras became a serial killer. Serial killer, Brandy. In 1977 and 1978, the New York gay community was terrorized Terrorized. by a series of bag murders in which six male victims were mutilated and dismembered, their remains wrapped in plastic bags and dumped in the Hudson River. That's just rude, Brandy. Some of the grisly fragments... Washed up on the Jersey Shore, others came to ground near the World Trade Center. Now, on September 14, 1977, film critic Addison Barrow was beaten and stabbed to death in his New York apartment. Police arrested Paul Bateson, a 38-year-old x-ray tech, who confessed to meeting him in a gay bar. After having sex at Barrow's flat, Bateson crushed his skull with a metal skillet and then stabbed him in the heart. Your thoughts on that, Brandy? That sucks. Yes. And yes, in it does. 1973, you see, Paul Bateson joined the cast of the 1973 horror classic The Exorcist as an extra in the film. Convicted of the homicide on March 5, 1979, he drew a term of 20 years to life in prison, which doesn't seem like much for killing all kinds of people. Now, while awaiting custody, while in custody awaiting trial, he bragged of killing other men for fun, dismembering their bodies, and dropped and bagged the remains in the Hudson River. What kind of sicko Timmy bat brags about killing people for fun? Hmm? Mm. Do we know anybody like that, Timmy? I, hmm. I don't want to name names. Okay. Detectives satisfied themselves of Bateson's guilt, but he was never charged with the bag murders that later inspired the movie Cruising. That's one I would recommend. Al Pacino's in it. It's a very good movie. This remains technically unsolved. Now, Paul Bateson ultimately served 24 years and three months of his sentence, which is uh, right under the on the low end of 20 to life. And he became eligible for parole in 1997. On the day after his 63rd birthday in August 2003, he was released from the Arthur Kill... Now, see, this seems like a weird name for a jail. The Arthur Kill Correctional Facility on Staten Island. According to online records kept by the state's Department of Corrections and Community Supervision, his parole was successfully completed in November 2008. His whereabouts are unknown today, Timmy. Unknown, Brandy. I'm sure somebody knows. What do you think about that, Brandy? Well, somebody should find him. All right, uh, Brandy, your final thoughts on the true story of Ronald, whatever his name was, Hunk Hinkler, whatever his name was, Hunkler, Ronald Hunkler, the true story of The Exorcist. Your, your final thoughts. There's a humanity we look for. I enjoy the movie very much. Did, I did not like it. I did not like the film. Now, Brandy, do you think 
that uh, the true story was a real uh, case of, uh, of a, a demonic possession uh, or not. I don't know. I think there's a lot of things that we don't understand. Well, perhaps so. you who just live in the shadows don't understand them. But the colonel and yeah. I, uh, we, we live in the light. Yeah, we, we, we live in the light. Uh, Colonel, your final thoughts on the true story of Ronald Hunkler, the true story behind The Exorcist. Your thoughts, if any. Oh, I think Beelzebub crawled right up his 13-year-old ass, Timmy, and possessed him and owned him, Timmy. And if it weren't for those two heroic priests, he'd still be going about doing his nasty business today, Timmy. And... That is where we have to leave you today. We would like to thank all of you who support us through Patreon. If you would like to support yes, us on Patreon, just go to patreon.com slash history dweebs, where you can give a little, you can give a lot, or, or just a wee little bit. And Colonel, who would we like to thank this week? What today, Timmy, we'd like to thank some new ones, Brett and Cheryl and the dweeb. We'd like to thank again Shailene Nairon, who we forgot the last time, Nick Johnson, Timothy Sloan, Mary Sheldon, Gina Green, who I have yet to meet up in the Fantasy Football League, but I will in two weeks. And I'll are you in the down on her? Are you in the history tweets? Oh, I didn't know you I were am. involved in that. Okay. Oh yes, I am. I am. I am the king. Well, Nick Ben Ben Dobrovich put it together. But I'm the king of Yahoo Fantasy. Do you win? Have you won it yet? I have not won it yet. The season's still going, but I no, no. I I mean, is this your first year participating? Or yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. Um, Let's see. We so we got Whitney James, Jay Cleveland Payne, Nina Gerard, Carl Asplin, Susan Van Hook, Paula Kimes, Jim Seabright, Andrew Scammell, Tommy Lane is in my year. Aloha, Tommy Lane. Aloha, Jason Dykes, Terry Strafford, Malachi, Brandy McBride, Jennifer Savota, Per Westman, Maggie Glover, Gracie's mom, Erica Kenny, Hiro, The Comeback Podcast, LK Bar, Anutreen, Maurice Albanese, let's see, Philip Munson, Jennifer Riker Smith, one of the Austin Mafia down there, Austin Stephen Mafia. Potts. Stephen Potts in the Australian seems- Mafia. The Australian Mafia, who is sitting at home today with a big gash in his scrotum, Timmy. Yes. <laughs> I don't know how he did it. I didn't Great ask story. Him, but, yeah. Ripped his scrotum right away. That is not a good thing. No, I'm not. opposed it's to not. scrotum slashing, sp- Brandy. Scrotum slashes are the worst of the worst. The worst Timmy. kind of slashers, really. They really are. Take my ear, take whatever, but don't scratch my, slash my scrotum. Anna Garrett, Ben Dobrovich, Ursula, also known as Lenick, Clark and Diane Trowbridge. Clark, we hope you're healing up well. Clark had a had a minor surgery the other day. Yeah, we hope you're doing Beth well. Beth Ann Wallen. Clark, uh, by the way, Peppa. by the way, uh, there is a Dweebs Down Under meetup coming in 2020. So for those of you who are listening in Australia, join our Facebook group and uh, message Stephen Potts, and he'll tell you all about it. Yes. Hope if his uh, scrotum heals by then. Yes, I plan on swimming over that, Timmy. 
Uh, well, I think I might surfboard a little. I'm, I'm going to surfboard. I don't like to fly, you know that, so I'm just going to take a surfboard. Margaret McDonald, Aaron Turner, Jess, Leanne Flanagan. The lovely Leanne your Flanagan. movie watching. The lovely Leanne. Who I will be visiting. movie watching partner. I will be visiting in a few weeks. Oh, will you? Yes. You're going back? Oh, that's right, because you're going to see Ben and Roseanne Fitton, too. Yes. I will be in right. London uh, the week of Thanksgiving here in the U.S. They don't have okay. Thanksgiving there because I think they're communists. But I will be there. Well, to what see. do they got to be thankful for, well, really, Timmy? Well, that I'm coming I mean, over they, there. They had this tiny. Think about it. They had this tiny little colony, and they were like, "Oh, this is a nice place. This is really going to help our." Co-. And we kicked their ass right out of here. Hmm. We said, "Get your funny talking asses back home." Oh my God! They think so they, they speak proper English for. over there, Colonel. <clears throat> yeah, they do. I know that's really funny. The way they think that. But, you know, they ain't walking in the light either, Timmy. Yeah. So who else do we have? Julia Rodriguez, Mike Sadler, Jamie Dent. And, Timmy, when you get over to England, try to find out what it is that Miss Flanagan does for a living. Yeah. Because during DweebCon, you know she's an international woman of mystery. Yes. During DweebCon, I followed her, Timmy. I followed her everywhere. Uh, did you I learn? Tailed her, Timmy. Did you learn anything? I learned she made a lot of calls on a cell phone. Hmm. That's hmm. all. That's curious, Brandy. Suspicious. Mm-hmm. Is it? It is. Okay. Tyrone, Marsha Boris, Stacy Alsop, John, and Sean Wells, Amber Anderson. They walk among us. Lorna Violet, Michael Deo, Kelly Charette, Karen Widener. Callie Jones, haven't seen you, Callie. I hope you, I hope you show up. You know, up on Callie the Jones is the female. She's fine. We're Twitter friends. She is the female Nick Johnson. She is. <laughs> Me and Mrs. Mrs. Jones. Now, Callie, Callie, Callie is a lot more attractive than, than Nick Johnson. <clears throat> I would say so, yes. But they're both very funny. They are very funny. Very, I think Callie's one of You should follow her on Twitter. She's one of the follow, funniest people you ever meet. Lauren Meredith, <clears throat> Jessica Greeno, Pleasing Terrors with Mike Brown, Sarah Bloom, who we all love deeply, Amber Krupp, Laura O'Reilly, Christine Bourgeois, Kimberly Cameron, Elise Edgerton, History Goes Bump, Amber Trevino, Annette Petray, Lise Laharo Lopez, Alicia and Chip Mincy, Marquia Smith, Dr. Jeff and Don. Andrew Happ, Karen Bonds, Rachel Flynn, Shirley Strap. We hope you're doing well, Shirley. Todd Long, Melissa Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. Maja. And we have my co-host, Karen Michelle. Carol of Christian of Spy Stories. Spy Stories. Yes. Christian Malachinsky, Adam McWaters. Um, Paula Kimes, The Vanish Podcast, Canadian True Crime, Charlie from Charlie, Warrell from Crime from Lines, her, Crime Lines, Angela Santos, Lydia Wasson Fisher, Kim Stroop, Nicole Adams or Mistress Veda, Ron Monastero, Tracy Smith, Bridget Bernard, Stacy, Cheryl Weldon, Veronica Moreno, Chris Lane, Alexandra. Elaine Baker, Vivian Baca, Amanda Lupus, Shannon Arnold, Kimberly Smith, right up here in my neck of the woods, Robin Sherrard, Ruth Keith Whitfield, Casey 
Cassie Kitchens, Natasha Burgess, Julie Bentley, Patty Schmidt, the lovely Lady Beverly Timmy. If it probably weren't for her, they'd say we weren't classy enough and they'd shut the whole page down. Yes. Rudy, the Wonder Dog, the world's most amazing canine. When is uh, Bo going to become a Patreon supporter? Um, he's not old enough to have his dog work permit. To me, he's about three or four months away from Oh, that. okay. But he has been kicking in a quarter or two here for Rudy's. So I, I okay. And now, while there was only not a whole lot of body count, well, see, we did cover the body count for you here, Dottie, when we got into the gay serial killer. So I hope there was enough. Body. But the woman who we do the show for week after week after week... Dottie Scott, Timmy. Yes, and I think I didn't update that list with Rebecca, who was very generous. Natalie? Yes. Le Tole? Le Chule? Yes, thank you, Rebecca. All right, thank that'll you, wrap this uh, Halloween episode up uh, uh, that we're releasing in November. Thank you for joining us, and we hope that you will join us next time. Thank you, everyone, and have a good day. Good day. Bye-bye. 